Welcome to the Trifecta Podcast, Episode 2. Uh, Pat here, joined, of course, by uh, Trist and Sam. How are we all doing? Good. I'm, I'm good. I, I've, had, I've been binging on Resident Evil 8 a lot, and I just had my bravery tested. And I don't know if you got to this part, but I'll save it for later, but I think you know what I'm talking about. I... I I I think I know what you're talking about because uh I I am I have the badge the badge of shame or whatever the badge of the internet mm-hmm. big la- big lady's done I have not played since I finished the big lady I've been hearing about this so I'm not I'm not there but I will be but yeah it looks like everyone's been up to stuff um I guess you know what we'll just let's just jump right into what we've been playing and then we can get into the things Tris what have you, what have you been playing I think you've been diving down the re hole. Yeah, so lately, lately, I've been on a Capcom kick. I don't know what it is. I've really been on a Capcom kick lately. So I've been playing Resident Evil 3, 7, 8, and Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. So, so Is that Ghost the re-release of 3, or is that the... Are you going, like, old school? Oh, no, this is the re-release. Gotcha. Um, I... Ugh. Netted for like twenty bucks on um, I think GameStop, brand new. So I figured, uh, let me give three a shot. I mean, I do have it on Steam, but sometimes it's nice just playing on a nice big screen. I'm like, ah, this is nice. And I'm playing on hardcore. I'm not playing on normal or easy yet. The biggest part is I had to get the dodging down pat because. If you don't have the timing down, you know, two bites and you're done. <laughs> Especially on hardcore. But it is hardcore. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to, yep. Welcome to hardcore, my friend. Two bites and you know, you're your zombie food. Oh yeah. Ammo? Yeah, please conserve your ammo because the higher the difficulty, the less ammo you get. So uh, you wanna see a lot of your dead screens, so it's okay. It's okay. Do, do they limit your saves on that? Are you only given like a? Do they bring back the ink ribbons or? I've, I've nah. not played that on hardcore. Okay. Nah, at least not on on hardcore. No, I think there are two difficulties above that when you beat the game. Um. Wow. So, yeah, there's like Inferno, and like True Survival or something like that. I'm not sure, but. As far as I know, there are two difficulty settings that's above that. But once you beat the game, I think something unlocks that you can actually, like, buy weapons or something. But I haven't finished the game, so I need to figure that out for myself when that time comes. I think 3 in particular is, like, one of the shorter ones where that one's really designed to just grind over and over again. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, This version of 3 is... Is the worst part is um it's stripped. It's stripped down from the original. So there is no clock tower in the re-release. Which Oh really? Yeah, in the remake they took out the clock tower. They stripped it down and to like there's no clock tower. There's no um there I think there's like a garden. Not a garden, but um it's like a waterfront area. I don't think that's there anymore. Like they they really condensed it, they really condensed it. That's why it's definitely worth to pick up for twenty dollars. Anything more than that, don't do it. 
mm-hmm. not worth it. It's definitely not worth more cool. than that, personally. At this, I mean, considering you got Resident Evil 2, which essentially gives you four campaigns and a lot of DLC, and that is worth $20. That's definitely worth the cost. Resident Evil 3, nah, not so much. I mean, right. 20, I mean, it's not like you're playing with any other character, so you're just kind of like stuck, essentially. One word to Resident Evil 7, I am playing on Madhouse. So, Sam, I think we were talking about Madhouse a while ago. So basically, Yeah, because I've been playing Resident Evil 7 as well. And Not on Madhouse. <laughs> so in Madhouse, um, ammo is scarce, um, and all of the game's enemies and items are rearranged, all of them. So there's less enemies, but they take more damage to take down, and they're in different locations. So. A Let's say an enemy that you fight late in the game in a regular, in a regular campaign. Oh yeah, they'll just show up at the house. Like, oh wait, whoa, 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 you're dead. Like, oh, okay. So you don't really have time to react. Pretty much. Because they're just like, hey, we're here. <laughs> hey, you're hit or you're dead. Whoops. Wow. That's tough. Don't yeah. they? They move some of the the items around. Don't don't you have access to like some of the the weapons earlier in Madhouse though? Um. I haven't gotten that far in it because I'm at the first Jack fight and because I got the, you know, when you beat the game, you get the, um, the gun that you get at the end of the campaign. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of using that, but when I'm playing Jack the first time, if I didn't have that gun, all I have is a knife. (laughs) Like seriously, I I don't, I don't have the, um, the Glock 19 in the beginning. Like, no, you don't have that. Like, oh, like, what am I supposed to do then? (laughs) And you know how you can just get the car keys and get inside the car? Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. You have to get the lockpick. And then you have to take the lockpick to open up the lockbox. And then you get the keys. Like, oh. Yeah, like, you got to look for it while you're fighting Jack. Wow. It's like okay, that's a ton of extra steps. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to add replay. And I guess because you're in the you're in the garage, you got to re-see, I think maybe one of the one of the best moments of RE Seven, the shovel murder. Oh, <laughs> my man got buried. <laughs> Shoveled in the corner. <laughs> I know, dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> And I am playing Resident Evil 8. I have been, I've been liking 8 a lot more, more and more and more now. Because it definitely feels like Resident Evil 4 plus Resident Evil 1 plus Resident Evil 7. 4 in the aspect is in you're in Romania, in some village. God knows what's going on. In the sense of Resident Evil 1, as in you have the traditional classic horror in some parts that you don't know what's going to happen, and obviously 7 because of first-person perspective. What I'm liking now 
And one thing I'm starting to realize is the exploration is definitely worth it once you get down to it. I mean, after a certain point, you know, you gotta take care of some of these bosses or lords as they're called, as they're called. But it, it kind of has that Metroidvania type of element, as in you get one item, then this, oh, then this item opens up a completely different place where you find, you know, you find items here and there. Oh yeah, fish here, you know, a goat here, some chicken here. Oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we cooking. Yeah, we cook. yeah, yeah. We, I just learned. I just got the ability to learn how to cook. Like, ooh, okay. This is, this is not what I expected, but I'm not complaining. Like th- <laughs> this is this is different. Like my man's eating some rice pilaf for some extra health upgrades. Oh yeah, let's do this. Okay. This adds another layer. It it really does. Something I did not expect. I love that the fact that it really empowers like looking around because yes, every enemy drops. uh, It 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 makes the crafting a ton of fun and just makes every kind of thing. Is it's like Resident Evil Four. It made me think of when I was looking for the blue medallions. Like you really look around for anything that's shiny or anything. I I love that part of Resident Evil Eight. Yo, yeah. finding these goats are tricky, man. <laughs> you, gotta be, you gotta be careful about that. So, how how far into it are you? Are you past the um? So, you, are you you finished the castle? Um, are yeah. you in the next? Are you in the next uh the next stage, so to speak, right now? Um, on Xbox One, I actually just finished um House Beneviento and. My bravery was put to the test at the end of that. <laughs> You're better than me. I walked away. Like, uh, the light flickered, and they played that sound effect through the radio. and went, I'm going to get way into crafting indie games for two weeks. <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't, man. I couldn't, I couldn't stay away. I think at this point, you, as much as you want to avoid Twitter and social media, there's spoilers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Especially when you don't look for them, like no, 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 no. But then when I saw it for myself and I heard it, I thought like I was literally eating lunch, and then I saw it. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm throwing everything away. I'm not gonna drink anything because I think I'm about to throw up. I'm <laughs> not going to do anything else with this. Like I need to. I need five minutes. I looked. I was like, oh my lord and at that point it didn't feel like it was an evil game it felt like i was playing silent hill i thought what the hell is this like this is i don't shake easily but this is some disturbing shit that i saw like yo Mm. yo like in the 25 years i played resident evil games this this tops the cake like wow makes you wonder what's next (laughs) yeah it makes me think wow um so to speak so what might be next (laughs) like the plan so basically patrick to answer your question i got (laughs) past the second area so the castle dimitrescu is done House Beneviento was done. 
So now we're on to the third, but just doing some light exploration. And the weapons, ooh, 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 the weapons are pretty, ooh, ah, <sighs> like, I was really surprised with the weapon variety that they give you so far, like, and it makes me think, like, oh yeah, this is the real world, um, counterpart to, you call it a W870, it's an actual Remington 870 shotgun, or a M1897, like, no, that's a Winchester 1897 that they base these weapons off of. Ah, I'm a bit of a, not really of a gun nut, but I'm a little bit of an enthusiast, so, especially when, um, from Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, they did use the actual weapons, like, you know, the Beretta the clocks like a h and k hawk and keckler or brown and hp or m1911 or desert eagle <laughs> like, <laughs> like i still remember the weapon designations and like a mossberg m550 something like that like oh yeah i wonder why they don't do that anymore which is kind of kind of weird but just like seeing them in this type of context it just makes me think like you are like you're going to war over some shit. Like this is this is just wild. Wow. Fighting werewolves and running away from abominations. It's like, oh like oh, That's wild. Yeah. So Sam, hurry up and start playing eight so we can start talking about this. <laughs> I know. I need to get on that. I'm, yes, I'm, you I'm, do. Getting, I'm getting there. All right. Well, patience is a virtue and we'll wait for you. It is. I, I am <laughs> I am getting there with seven, so you know, I thought about starting eight and just kind of like going back and forth. We'll see what I decide tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. And the last thing I've been playing is Ghost and Goblins Resurrection and that re- at first came out on the Switch, but it got released on other platforms like a month or two later. Oh man, I forget how hard Ghost and Goblins is or Ghouls and Ghosts. Same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um this is definitely a good fresh take on a formula because instead of you don't have lives in the game actually, it just kicks you back to whatever checkpoint that you've last reached. And if you, you know, decide to quit and come back, you can come back where you left off. So that's pretty convenient. Instead of Let's say started an entire level from scratch like you would old school. Cause look, we all got lives, we got kids, we don't got time to be doing all this all over again. Like <laughs> I don't got time for this. If I have to die over and over again, I want to chuck my controller to the screen and just call it a day. I might pull a Francis and just like pull up my table and say, I'm down with this guys. I don't want to play this anymore. So exactly. but, but it's it's good. But it's punishing. But it's old school punishing. So it's not like it's unfair. It's not unfair. It's just hard. But mm-hmm. it's definitely not unfair at all. But enough about me. What about you, Sam? What have you been playing? Mm. All right. Well, like I said, it's some Resident Evil 7. So I'm making my way through that. Um, so I've also been doing some Cat Quest 2. I don't know yeah. if anybody knows Cat Quest. 
so I beat it. Um, I beat Cat Quest 1 a long time ago. And it's a game that I could, you know, start from that too, stuff like that, because um, it, it just doesn't hold my attention, you know, to play it all the time. But it is adorable. Although I have to say, the characters are a bit savage. So you have your cats and dogs, and they have to work together, which we know in real life, a lot of times they don't, you know, do that. Um, so, you know, you go around um, collecting different armor and weapons, and you can upgrade them. Um, there's magic, there's caves, dungeons, uh, spells. And the biggest thing I like about this game is there's puns. And they're absolutely hilarious. Um, you can get from GameStop, you can get Quest 1 and 2, and they call it the possum, pos yeah, possum combo, which, you know, like cat paw. So <laughs> I love puns and I love cats. <laughs> so um, really apprehensive to play this game because to me, um, I thought, is it more for kids? You know, it's just, it's very colorful. I actually love the graphics. Uh, it's really colorful. Um, there's there's a little bit of reading um, to do in between quests and stuff like that. And another thing I really like is you have a main quest and then your second quest, um, which this game is great for, let's say, maybe kids that are starting out or adults that might not be, you know, big gamers, because you can do your side quests and then you can level up and then work on your main quest, which is nice. nice. So you know you can do it whichever way you want which is nice um it appears you've gone back to one of my old addictions stardew valley oh man what platform are you playing that on i have it on every single platform i got a li i went a little crazy um i started it on steam um when i first discovered it and then i was like oh, i'm gonna get this on the switch so i can you know mobile and then i was like oh, i'm gonna get it on xbox <laughs> so here i am i have it on everything i just like i was saying um hey it's just such a relaxing game the time stops unlike on animal crossing if you take a break i, I stopped playing animal crossing for a couple months and when i went back on my island was destroyed because i, I stopped playing it <laughs> so time kept going stardew valley it doesn't do you like that so but the one gripe i have with it is how fast time goes when you're playing it mm -hmm. you know when you're down in the caves and you're like uh oh it's like midnight boom you know you're gonna pass out <laughs> like, no. it is but, that, i think the the most devious part of that game is it doesn't let you save until the next day yes and that either yes. needs to be patched out or it does. how many how many lives have been ruined by that guy yes yeah there's been times i'm like it's 9 a.m i need to go to like save my game but i have to go to bed <laughs> so, okay so then i lose a whole day but you know you're like, it's oh man i'll just check my mail before i save there's no way there'll be something that will get make me fall down the loop again oh no and it does <laughs> i'm like okay cool. Um, you need to you know, 
save my game and get off. You know, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But it's... yeah, I like that. I like that game. And that's a fun mix too, because you're doing Stardew, CatQuest, RE7, so like shooter. I know it's it RPG makes no and... sense. That's me. That's my brain. I'm all over the map with games. I'm just like, <laughs> and like I said, I'm like CatQuest and Stardew Valley, totally relaxing games. Um, kind of reminds me of way back in the day uh, on Facebook when Farmville came out. Mm, that was one of those, now. you know, like games that after you've had a really awful you you know week at work you need to decompress and grow your crops and you know that's what these games are for me like just decompress chill you know they're cute (laughs) i I still can't believe it's a one a one person project i know unbelievable one person has you know everything to do with stardew valley one guy yeah it's that is, just one yeah, person. Yeah, one, one guy. Music, art, Everything. design, coding. Wow. And he still comes out with updates and stuff. So <laughs> he can't quit it. <laughs> he can't. He's like, yep, I'm so addicted. <laughs> it's gonna be his life's work. <laughs> that's, that's it is quite impressive. It really is. I mean, wow. when you when you look at it at first, like you know, I don't know if you see like pictures of it or whatnot. You're like, that doesn't look like much, but I'm telling you, you you'll get lost in it. It's, it's wild. <laughs> I'll yeah. say it, it's definitely worth it. And I, I haven't played it on a plot. I've only played it on steam, but it's something that mm-hmm. every time I f- always feel like there's always an email in my bot in my email box where it's like one of the platforms like, Hey, Stardew Valley's on sale. <laughs> yeah. You might as well just grab it because I was uh, so used to the controls, you know, on steam, but it was really easy to just hop on over to, I did steam and then the switch. Oh, and then yeah. the Xbox, it real easy to just jump over. That's where I don't want to try it. Uh, it's available on phone, but I'm afraid of trying it on my phone. Yeah, I same. I just. Oh, yeah. I wonder. So, uh, because you also had one of those because of the Game Pass conversation we had in the first episode, I pulled mm-hmm. the trigger and bought one of those like uh, Kakashi Razor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I wonder if that works in Stardew Valley. You know what? That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Oh man, man, this is man. This um, podcast, I, we should keep a running total of how much we trick each other into spending money. <laughs> exactly. We are all gonna be broke. <laughs> we are. Kakashi's <laughs> aren't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so <For real>. <laughs> oh my so, goodness, that's too much fun. Yeah. Uh, I I have a, a a weird running theme of my games this time. Let's hear it. Games I like that all run like crap. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, man. Wow. I, uh, so as I as I kind of alluded to earlier, uh, I freaked out in uh, Resident Evil Eight and was like, "Man, mm-hmm. I just want to." I, I I had like a mini panic attack in that house uh, when mm-hmm. they did that thing, and I'm like, "I don't know why this game is freaking me out so much. I'm just gonna take a break and step away." And yeah, I stepped into a whole new world. So. A uh, big shout out to The Wild at Heart, which just mm-hmm. came out on Game Pass a few weeks ago. Um, I I finished that game. I had trouble putting it down. Uh, it runs like absolute garbage, but they patched it like three times. Um, it was it was crazy. Like I had a my girlfriend's brother was at the house. He's like, "Oh, what are you playing?" And it was in one of the moments where like the game was running at like three frames a second and then crashed. Ooh. And I'm like, I I swear to God, this game is great, but boy. It does a bad job. 
of showing itself, but it's it's like Pikmin meets Luigi's Mansion. It feels like a lost double fine game. Like um, this should have been an Amnesia Fortnite game. Like I wouldn't be surprised if somehow this would have been an Amnesia Fortnite game. If you guys mm-hmm. are familiar with that. Um, but you play a little kid who runs away from home and you end up in these magic woods and you get a vacuum. You have a, a vacuum cleaner that you can use to like suck up stuff and solve puzzles with. And then you just basically, I mean, they're called, I think they're called, uh, maybe they're called wildlings, man. It's been, it's been a while since I played, but it's like, you basically get Pikmin, you get normal Pikmin, fire Pikmin, mm-hmm. nice Pikmin. And, um, it's so charming. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, I, I, uh, and eventually you get a second character. So it's a lot of like positioning, which characters and tossing Pikmin to each of the characters and, mm-hmm. and solving puzzles. And it's charming. I just wish it ran well. And I also think, and I'm an idiot, so maybe this isn't the game's fault, but, um, considering it had just come out and there were no guides, there were a couple of times where I just stopped playing solely because I'm like, I need to wait for someone on game FAQs or a message board to get to where I'm at because I'm yeah. clueless. <laughs> I've been there, done that many times with games. It's it's a lot of that kind of thing where it's like old adventure game logic. We're like, I never would have occurred to that would not have occurred to me. Um, Actually, I'll warn anyone who's thinking about playing the game. Main thing that you should know is if you can jump off of something, try to jump off of it. (laughs) Um, Some of the 2D art makes it look like it's maybe not a good idea. You'll have to do something first, but nah, just jump around. You won't lose a day of playing um but yeah the, and the developers are really fun on twitter uh they've been addressing how badly it runs at least on xbox one maybe the new platforms it's better uh i i like that game it's um if it just ran well i would i would consider that i i like the five scale if you review games i think three is an mm-hmm. average game like four is something i would tell people to play so this would be a four if they fix all the performance issues for me i'm, I'm a i'm a mm-hmm. fan of it awesome uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever tried a little game called Warframe. You know, that's a game I haven't played in years, man. So I I've played it. So long. I've never touched it, but I like the no clip documentary about it, and it accidentally uh-huh. auto played on YouTube for me. And I went, "Well, you know what? I, I'm I'm avoiding Resident Evil Eight. Why not try Warframe? That game's oh. okay." <laughs> yeah, why not? I I, uh, I got off of Earth, and then I went. I don't need to play this ever again. <laughs> oh, that's a that's oh. a neat game. It's just there's like um, I think I once you get off the on ramp and you're realizing it's like oh, oh, it really is a loot shooter. Like you just you're expected to grind missions out over and over and over. Oh. And also, I didn't want to make friends, which makes Warframe not helpful. You you need to have a squad. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I was too antisocial for Warframe. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. A bad tarot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what a shame. Uh, and I think uh, the next game I played, and this one I think uh, if anybody has the, the Razor thing you can slap on your phone, City mm-hmm. Skylines is great on the phone. I'm super interested to hear about this one. So it's it's like it's like off-brand uh, SimCity, and you are because the game is designed because like i actually don't really notice a lot of lag on on uh game on on game pass on the phone Mm -hmm. but the way the game is built is that you're building cities and you're and you're and you're planning roads so a big part of this is you pause the game to place stuff down and plan stuff out so it naturally has a thing where anytime that even like a little bit of lag could get in the way 
-hmm. it's during those times where uh, you're freezing the game, and it, it's there's no story mode. There's they have some scenarios where it's like eh, try to fix the the traffic in this city or not. But you really you start in a map and you just build out a city and you keep on building and building. And um, they do a mix of uh, zoning where you like zone an area for residential or uh, industrial or commercial, and the buildings you build are like the things you'd really only have you know a handful of in a town like. Uh, the where the education areas are or where uh the the services are it's it's an interesting game i i do feel like playing it um game pass does give you access to two of the dlcs but uh considering how punishing pollution is uh in that game i kind of wish they also gave you the green dlc i've almost bought it a couple of times oh wow oh wow <laughs> You gotta. Well, I will say. So I named all of my. The, the fun I had is uh, every. It gives you default city names, and my gag was that I just replaced the first word of any of the cities they gave me with Pat. So <laughs> we had Pat Valley, and uh, the city of Patwood. I didn't realize that you needed to pay attention to currents, and I had my sewage going directly into my water plants. Ooh. So <laughs> the people of Patwood were getting Sorry. sick. <laughs> but it's if you have game uh, it is such a great you want to talk about a game mm -hmm. i guess maybe some people may be stressed out because um i mean eventually your city will get too big or you'll run out of money or whatever but mm -hmm. i've never been fully stressed out the game is great about communicating i mean i bet it, it probably plays better on pc and it is available if you have game pass on pc it's available on that too but mm -hmm. i've just been playing on my phone and the and the tv the game does a great job of communicating what's wrong with its citizens. Like, you know, if you if you don't have enough like educated people, build more schools because certain jobs require a level of education. And mm -hmm. it's 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 neat. If, it's it's worth playing. It plays great. Um, it doesn't fall into that like uh, kind of PC game play on console. It's really really smart. A lot of radial menus, and mm -hmm. it's designed to be paused. Uh. I, I think it's a great. Okay, I like that. Yeah, so it, it's it's a lot yeah. of fun, and it just it's neat to see a city grow. The only, I guess, the only thing yet again, I, I think I referenced earlier. I'm an idiot, so <laughs> I don't I don't understand traffic that well, and I've mainly had to abandon. I had to kind of abandon Patwood because I couldn't properly fix the. Uh, I had some developments you couldn't really get in and out of, and then the the trash collection couldn't get in. I don't understand roads well. <laughs> <laughs> I started following YouTubers. That's great. Do you actually see like, like, like you said, like the garbage truck can't get out? Do you actually see that? Or... Can, it's nuts. You can zoom all the way in and click on a thing, and it'll tell you where they're going. Or you can. I actually just watched a person bike around for a little bit. They're like, they're going to work, and it's like, oh hey. But um, oh. if you can't do trash delivery, there'll be a trash icon over a house and. Uh, one of the funny ways that it communicates to you, they have a fake Twitter. I think it's called Chirper and you'll get little fake tweets from your citizens that'll pop up and it'll be like, man, what do you got to do? Do we need to get a new mayor to get trash picked up in this city? Oh, that's funny. Huh. That's funny. Oh, so it's, it's, yeah, that might stress, stress people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's almost always your fault if you can't, uh, if you can't figure or, it out. Also, or, uh, population density is important. Uh, yeah. I just wanted more people, so I I did not zone for family homes. It was all high rises. I uh, oof, Patwood, the disaster that Patwood became <laughs> would be told for. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to. It just sounds fun. It, and it's See good if you're. What happens? 
it's it's good to i'll have to find out about your cities I, i'm looking forward to seeing your experience yeah, with it that uh, big, big piece of advice i can give you is just uh, pay attention to water currents because uh you need water <laughs> and people drink water and if you if you pollute too much it takes too long to clean that up isn't it funny how that's like the most obvious thing but it's like not the first thing you think about it's like oh, oh. i need water Ugh, yeah my bad <laughs> And yeah, there's so many bits of that game that I didn't understand. So the first city I built, the first two cities I built, it was like it's all learned because there's like there's technical tutorials, but there's such a huge amount of info they give you that you're oh, just okay. gonna have to be willing to play to fail. Like your first two yeah. towns will yeah. suck. That is funny. And the uh, final thing that I played, uh, the boy, um, when I first put this on my list, I wrote minor mention. I have played so much of this. Uh, Subnautica, also on Game Pass, has caught oh. me completely off guard. Yeah. I played this one. So. I heard it's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. it's cool. It's really yeah. <laughs> it's um one of my favorite movies, books, and audiobooks is The Martian, and this is oh. basically the underwater Martian. Yep, you're right. Oh. Unfortunately, though, it runs like trash on the Xbox One. Um, one of the biggest issues here's oh god let me save everyone anyone listening to this biggest pro tip i can give you is that if you pause the game and you hold uh right bumper left bumper at the same time it will open the developer options i don't know why they left this in here and uh you can respawn yourself so uh the biggest problem with that game is pop in uh, I cannot tell you how many subs and things I lost with the terrain having not loaded in and then it realizing it needed to load in and then all of a sudden you're stuck in a mountain. Oops. So I just started teleporting myself out of those mountains because I got sick and tired of having to rebuild. But it's, 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 um, y- you have crash landed on a planet and it's, just you and your bare hands and slow but surely you collect items that you use to uh it's you and basically a replicator from star trek and mm. you you throw garbage into the replicate replicator and it spits stuff back at you so it's like i'm jamming all these seashells and this fish in there and i get a knife <laughs> and like mm-hmm. i i gotta build batteries for and um it, it, it's kind of like uh, a little bit almost like don't starve but it's not a it's not a um it's not a game where like you're you're supposed to die like you constantly build up yeah hmm. uh how many bases did you build when you played <laughs> that's a good question i don't even remember it's been so long i practically colonized this stupid planet <laughs> it's okay, yeah it's, it's fun it it's I, um, I, I it was I I also played it I played it on the Xbox. Yeah, it, it's it's a little rough, but you just have to learn the problem is is that one of the rewards for the game is you get stuff that moves quick. But then yes. at a certain point you move too quick for the game. Exactly. Um I mean w- uh, an amazing example from uh, last night when I was playing is uh, you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And I found this uh, alien facility, which was so important that it popped an achievement. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the, your robot 
AI is like, there's something in there that seems important. And I realized that I had spawned inside of it and it wasn't loading while I was in there. And then I tried to like swim out and <laughs> like parts of it are loading and parts of it weren't. And, yeah. and then, yeah. And then I, it slowly but surely, and then I died and I went, you know, Subnautica, not today. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it was, it's your fault. So load. <laughs> It's I um I was try I showed my girlfriend and I was just like I just I found a wreck but it's not showing like you can leave um you can leave um uh uh little uh little little uh little beacons you can leave beacons all mm -hmm. over the place and you should do that number one so you can finally get your bearings number two sometimes stuff won't load into the game so you need to have a beacon there to remember where it'll be when it finally pops up. Exactly. Like, like uh, there oh, that's was, what that is. Yeah, it's like there's a big piece of wreckage I found, and I went, uh, I'm never gonna find this again. Because the only reason I found it is I was swimming slowly, picking up like little pieces of copper off the ocean floor, and all of a sudden, okay. whoop, this like giant hunk of ship appeared next to me. I went, Oh, okay, okay. If I don't put this thing here, I'll never find this disappearing ghost ship. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. but it, it, it's a neat game. Um the swimming controls are fun, uh, and I don't think the eating and drinking mechanics get in the way. I've only, I've drowned far more than I've ever starved or dehydrated to death. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. It's 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 neat. I I I, I um, really do just wish it had ran well. Uh, it also will crash yeah. randomly, and it doesn't really auto save. Is this a testament to the game itself or your PC or your build? This is my, I don't, I don't get my PC is, I don't uh, PC game because of how bad my PC is. This is on the, this is yeah. something they felt comfortable to put on the Xbox one. Yeah. I would say it's on, 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 on. Um, I don't even know if it's available on the series X yet. I think it, um, I think this is a, a relatively recent release for the Xbox. I could be yeah. wrong. I think you're right. Or it just came out on Game Pass, and maybe they're... I don't know. I've just... I've Mr. Magoo... Oh, it just came out on the Series X. It's been on Xbox One since 2016. Yeah, I thought I it's been around for a while, because I played it... I know I played it a while ago, because I like the uh, underwater aspect. So... It's yeah. cool. If you like fish... Yeah. Um, if you like ocean fish, or... If you also like just yeah. seeing big fish... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are not, you are not, um, you're not big in that game. You will find a lot of stuff that will make you feel small. Yeah. There's another uh, game. It reminds me of the game. I don't know if you know it. Um, Abzu. Oh, Abzu. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah. that's, is that more that 2 ish or am I, am I crazy? It, no, it's, it's another underwater game, but it's really, really relaxing. You're more just, you're just kind of like floating around going on quests find the door or whatever it's very like chill oh that sounds that it's, sounds pretty yeah. good yeah After... i think it was on game pass but i think they may have taken it off but yeah same thing you're very small because all of a sudden you're swimming along and there's a giant whale right, right next to you but you can grab onto the whale and something it'll... will try to eat you and something <laughs> yeah this one's the opposite because you can ride on the, the animals and stuff like that. they help you out <laughs> See, that's that I love. I love that. I, I just yeah. it, it's such a good sense of discovery. I just wish similar to the wild at heart. 
uh i wish it just ran better um yeah it's just it's it's such a bummer because i can tell how cool subnautica is and yeah and when you google it like it's a review that that shows up in a lot of uh places where like and i guess it's almost like finding like a bad time capsule i started reading up on it and it's a lot of people who read it back in 2016 are like man when they fix all these bugs this game will be amazing and it's 2021 you're like hey guys it's 2021 <laughs> hasn't changed right <laughs> They they put out that like they put out that sequel or expansion pack instead of working on it. Uh, below zero. Yeah, I think it's called. bad idea. Bad idea. Fix fix Subnautica, man. Fix it, yeah, because it's like, it, yeah, great game if they could just fix it. Yeah, it's oh man, but yeah, I I, I um oh wow, all four minor game pass. I have not done anything that wasn't game pass. Look at you, nice. Mr. Resourceful. Yeah. I'm not paying the game that I paid actual dollars for, just my subscription games. <laughs> Ethan's over on the side being like, hey, hey, help me with my problem. I'm going, no, Ethan. That's me. <laughs> like, where's my daughter at? <laughs> yeah. He's he's like, I'm getting text messages from Ethan. It's just, hey, what about Rose? Rose. Like, what about her? <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, you get the Duke to call me. Maybe I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Blended. <laughs> oh, man. But we had a, a fun mix of games. A lot of, a lot of stuff to try there. I'll have yeah. to... I, I have to jump back into Resident Evil 8. Or next time, next episode is just going to be I somehow fell back into Stardew Valley. Seems to be the big joke yeah. of this. <laughs> Yeah, man, I hear nothing. I keep hearing that Stardew Valley is so good and so addicting. It's like, it is. oh man, it's it it's it's really is. It's not just the farming. It's like every time Stardew Valley is great because it is a it, it's a it's like a to do list inside of a to do list inside of a to do yeah. list, and then also there's like dating aspects there's just it, it's it's got it's like a successful homer car like it strapped everything this guy loved onto one thing but it actually works hmm. mm -hmm. yeah you can get married and stuff get divorced you can you know, get married jump around whatever you want to do yeah yeah you can ride a horse you can ride a horse yeah shear some sheep yep <laughs> It's and you know what I gotta say it's the the whole story of the game where you work at like a soulless corporation you get a letter from your dead grandpa that's like you have inherited my farm is such a that's a good start. Yeah, and he gets there and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Does anybody have any final gameplay thoughts before we move on to our topics of the week? Oh, um, good. No, let's go, baby. All righty. Well, Tris, what 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 news stories would you like to discuss? Oh boy. Well, well, as you as everybody knows, it is June, so just keep in mind that um, Summer Games Fest has officially started, and E three starts very soon. As in, this is around a time where we're going to start seeing new trailers, new information is going to drop. I think starting from tomorrow, the 12th of June, we're going to start seeing some E3 showcases. So 
this is the season of summer for the uh, Summer Games Fest and E3 2021. So get your gaming news ready. Keep your eyes and ears posted. Get yourself on Twitter. Don't bother with Facebook. <laughs> and all the typical gaming sites. I get most of my stuff from Twitter and NeoGAF usually. Um, so be wary because we might see some good surprises. Now I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. Oh, I, I am pumped. So let's start off with some sad news. So Yuji Naka, you may not know his name, but he was the former director of Sonic Team. And obviously Sonic Team is the creative directors of Sonic the Hedgehog from the very first one back in 1991. And he was working with Sega for a while. And he was, I believe, the creative director, if, if I wasn't mistaken. And he actually got a job with Square Enix. And he was working on, I think this is one of his dream games that he always wanted to do, called Balan Wonderland. Unfortunately, this game is not good. At all. I mean, this... It, the game is quite abysmal from the collision detection. It's basically a poor man Super Mario Odyssey, essentially, when, you, when it comes down to it. And the performance and sales were so bad that he got fired from Square Enix, slash, quote-unquote, left. And there's a chance he may not come back from the gaming industry. Now, I know everybody has their, how should I say, They've had their share of bad games. You know, you might have a game here and there, but I think it's sad that he had a terrible game and it could possibly be his swan song, which yeah. is really sad. And this is, a, this is a veteran. This guy has been around for decades. So it's not like he didn't know what he was doing. And this is the same guy who did Sama de Amigo. <laughs> So, so you kind of have to think, so you got to think this guy really had one screwed up game. All of his games that he's been doing over the years have been bangers. Mm -hmm. So I can, so I'm like on the fence. I get that. Okay. Maybe he's gone because, oh, I don't want to have the shame of being my name, having our company. Pardon me, attached to this game uh, and also, okay, corporate culture, Eastern corporate culture. Okay, you did a bad game. Okay, great. Get out, <laughs> essentially, and really slept under the rug. But I think it is sad that, you know, he might consider retirement for this game. And, and this isn't so much him. And who knows to say what's going on with the development, if the game was rushed, if it was undercooked, if we didn't have enough resources and they were trying to push this game out on time. There are a lot of things that we don't know. But what we do know is the game is not, not good at all. And apparently it's supposed to be based off a book or there's some sort of book that's supposed to come with the game or something. So it makes it a little bit more confusing. Mm-hmm. But close the topic on us i'm sorry i'm sad that he's without 
you know, a position, but knowing him, he could probably make his own company. I think he might be okay. Many people from Japanese companies leave their home base and they start their own thing and they've turned out all right. So you're saying so, we're going to see him on Kickstarter next quarter? I have a feeling, I have a feeling he might because that's what Koji Igarashi did. And when he funded Bloodstain and an actual sequel's coming, which is surprising. So yeah. I think that he should, I think he'll be all right. He just needs to keep his head up. It is so. weird because it's like 0 for 2 for classic Sega because you had uh, Yu Suzuki uh, giving Shemnu 3 to the world. And then yes. you have uh, Bell and Wonder, like old school, like the, this is on the, like the Shigeru Miyamoto, Miyamoto's of Sega are out there just like tripping over themselves in a really weird way. I think it's one thing I think about that is, um, once they have like that creative freedom rule is I think it's more of a case of, okay, I think I can make my dream project work, but who knows what the odds may be against them. And then everybody has to just deal with the ball that they're given. Yeah. So, so it's more of a case of, I have an idea. Okay. Here's your limited tools. See you in two years. Bye. Like, wait a minute. Like, nope, you're good. So that could be the case. I could be wrong, yeah. but I just think that although the game is terrible, I do feel bad for him legitimately. So here's to hope he get back. He gets back on his feet. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I'm so, looking out for that Kickstarter. Yeah, man. I'm just waiting for it at this point. A knockoff Sonic of some way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, who knows what's going to happen with that franchise? There's, <laughs> there's some new stuff coming out. Second biggest news. Well, this is really this is one that's really taking a cake. Elden Ring is coming January twenty first of next year. So we got a good seven months until the successor of the Soul series is coming in our hands. Anyone doesn't know what Elden Ring is. Elden Ring is made by Hidetaka Miyazaki. You don't know the name? Okay. But you know any of the Souls games. Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro. I, I can keep going on and on. The games that will literally kick, that will make you want to kick your cat out of your house. Like literally punt them out of your house hard for most people. But it's just a different difficulty curve with no hand-holding and punishing, but rewarding. So now Elden Ring finally got confirmed at Summer, Summer Game Fest yesterday. Release date, January 21st, 2022. All platforms will be... All platforms are announced for release, minus Switch, because obvious reasons so essentially um the biggest draw for this is george R. R. martin our lovely beloved author of the game of thrones series is involved in development in terms of the lore and the story writing so 
that's got one big thing that that's going for it. And this is a natural evolution and progression of where the um, Soul series, or should I say the dark action RPG fantasy series, is going with From Software. So now these bosses and these enemies that we've seen, they're big, they're bad, they're colorful, their attack comp their attacks are extremely complex. The world is more open world now. As a matter of fact, they other developers tout this as the biggest open world game that they've made to date. Wow. And not only that, there is progression, there is a day and night cycles and weather. Oh, wow. Nothing that something that's never been done in any of their previous titles ever. So, and you get a horse to travel. That's never happened before. Game changer. And there's horse combat. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw it. That trailer was neat. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I it's nearly squealed. Awesome. It's Ooh. it looks like it's gonna be, and it's Celtic, place. Celtic. Like yes. it's it's based on Celtic lore, which sounds so which interesting. Is awesome. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So oh. yeah, So and like Sekiro was like the the Japanese take on on Dark Souls. Now they're going to just grab Celtic, which I think is to be just different enough from the Dark Souls style of things. Yeah. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, definitely. So we have seven months to go. <laughs> Start the countdown. <laughs> yep. Read up on all those Celtic things. Try to be like, oh, yeah. hey, it's one of those. I know just, all about. <laughs> or just read the Elden Ring subreddit and call it a day. <laughs> I can't I can't fall in love with another subreddit. <laughs> uh, too many to, too many to count, man. Subreddit for everything. Oh, yes, there is. Third news. Battlefield 2042 is officially announced, a.k.a. Battlefield 6. Now, I'm not as much of a Call of Duty junkie, except when it comes to Modern Warfare. But I am a Battlefield junkie, specifically Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 4. All the other ones are or all right, but those two definitely took the cake for me. So now we have a release date of October 22nd. All platforms are included minus Switch. If you have PC, uh, unfortunately, like I said with the last um the last episode, you have to buy the game through Origin. Yay! Another launcher! Yay! <laughs> Is considering EA has literally two of them, which is right. <laughs> oh god, they have the EA Play as a launcher and they have Origin as a launcher. Fail. So the biggest thing about this is um they're obviously grand scale warfare. This time it's a hundred twenty eight people. This time. It's no longer 64. We're going to 128. Other people. Yes. 
So, God, God have mercy on your data caps if you're playing this online, but good lord. Comcast is going to be knocking at your door asking for more money once you blast right past that. So you get seven maps to start, and I believe each map, they state it's a couple times bigger than how it was in Battlefield 4, and Jesus, God, if that's the case, oh, could you, I, I can't imagine the grand scale of anything, anything in how it's going to happen. So now you have chopper on chopper warfare. You have wingsuits now, which is crazy. So like, imagine doing like a wingsuit. Uh oh, looks like my PC just decided to go to sleep. Oh, never mind, it's back on. I can still, we can still man, it's a cursed evening. <laughs> oh. Knock on wood that it doesn't get me. <laughs> so far, I've been fine. So. Um, for those who pre-order, they get first crack at the open beta once it opens up. I I don't know when the open beta will be, but considering we're four months from release, um, I think maybe sometime around August is probably when we're probably going to do some stress testing, and then they can just tune out the final product and call it a day. That's all I got for Battlefield, and this one really grinds my gears. <laughs> I was this close, so close on getting the No More Heroes 1 and 2 port and possibly Ninja Gaiden port on PC. I'm glad I didn't because we've got problems. Always read the reviews before you buy, and this comes to show don't pre order anything until the product is actually out because. You might walk away with a dud in your hands, and it's not going to be good. So, if anyone knows me, I love Goichi Suda's work. And yeah. he is the um, CEO of Grasshopper Manufacturer. You may not know the name, but you may know the games of Noma Heroes 1, 2, yeah. Lollipop Chainsaw, Shadows of the Dam, which is really good. Um, that other one... Yeah. The one with the nurse. What was that one called? Uh, Killer is Dead. Oh, man. I half remembered that title. We could, yes. man, if you, if one of these days we'll have to do a special, like, uh, Suda edition of this. Yes. yes. We, we, will, we will definitely get into that. I think we should do a sub episode on that. Leading up to the release of No More Heroes 3. Yeah. Yes. That doesn't come out until okay. August. Nice. Yes. Yes. But the PC port stinks. That's, that's awful. Yeah. So the, which is sad because you know, No Heroes came out 13 years ago, man. 13 years ago on Wii. And No More Heroes 2 came out two years later. So these games are 11 and 13 years old. So we have issues with pop-in. We have issues of controller compatibility. Issues with operating system capability. Like, oh, if you're using Windows 10, great. If you're not using that, tough nuggets. Oh, I see that you have a PS4 controller. Hmm, doesn't work. I guess you're going to have to find a couple workarounds. Mm. Tough nuggets. Oh, graphical options. Oh, you only have 720p, 14, no, 720p, 1080, and 4K. Anything else? 
Good luck. You had an ultra ride? Too bad. Like, what? Like, uh, okay. Limited, oh. yeah. Very much so. Oh, wait. I hear, you still hear crunching? Sound crunching? Like you did on the, on the Wii version? Hmm, too bad. Which is ironic because they ported the game over to Switch, which ran flawlessly. Flawlessly. So, I'm scratching my head. I'm thinking, this is engine software. This is the same company that ported Killer7 to PC. And my God, it runs beautifully. They pulled it from the GameCube version. They changed the frame rate from 30 to 60. Oh, that noise you're hearing is my cat. He is friendly, but he is mouthy. FYI. <laughs> And just sitting by the printer, probably waiting for a cat fax or something. Who knows? <laughs> so this game is so Killer Seven is what sixteen years old and got an amazing PC port, even with ultra wide support and fully remappable controls, and I think even frame rates exceeded like sixty to one hundred to one hundred twenty. They knew what these, these guys know what they're doing. And the same group also ported Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, on modern consoles. So, little known fact. But yeah, they actually were responsible for the modern port of it for Scott Pilgrim. So, these guys know what they're doing. But why? Like, what are you doing? To make matters worse... Some people have discovered that they used the Dolphin Wii emulator as the base for this game. Ah. <laughs> as evidenced by some parts of the source code. I looked at it and I could have just died. I thought, <laughs> I thought, what have you done to fall from grace so hard like this? Like, why? So I sit here... <laughs> With my thirty-six dollars, I'm gonna blow on buying, and I really want to support y'all, but I can't support trash like this because this ain't gonna work. That's that's such a bummer because Travis Touchdown should be on every platform available known to man. He should, man. That that makes me sad. You want to even know what's worse? The Ninja Gaiden collection on PC. Avoid at all costs. Oh. You want to talk about a lazy hack job? How about selecting your resolution from the switch from the Steam console from itself? <laughs> like wow. you have to type in commands to select your resolution. Like excuse me? You are making me work. You're making me work for this. And from what I've been reading. I th still think it still plays well at 60 frames a second, but the port in general, over, overall, is still not good. Because here's the big thing that I learned about this port. Koei Tecmo lost the source code completely to Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden Black, and Ninja Gaiden 2. How, how do you lose source code to one of the best games you've made Generations ago. Oh. Itagaki. 
It's an inside job. When they fired him, he burned the source code. You know, that's actually a good thought. Because at the time, he was still there. And then by the time the third one came out, he was nowhere in sight. He left and did his own thing. Peace. So, I guess, oh, I guess he's not here. Then I guess we'll just do our own thing, none. Yeah. But uh-huh. that's why Nin- and then Ninja Gaiden Sigma 1 and 2 came. But those ports really are actually inferior from the rest. And to make matters even worse, they didn't even take the PS3 port of Ninja Gaiden Sigma. They took the PS Vita port. <laughs> wow. And ported it. What an insult. Like, what? <laughs> And which makes matters even worse, when they ported Neo 2 to PC, the PC port is amazing. It runs so well. So what the hell are y'all doing? So what's your theory on why they're doing this? I think, I think, um, I have a, I have maybe about three reasons. One, they're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. They want to quit. They want a quick buck with a name for a title or for a game that has a good established player base and a franchise. Do a slapdash port on oh, hack job on it, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Two. Um also recognize that if we're in terms of like Japanese games, internally, they're not PC focused like we are over here, you know? That makes sense, yeah. Because over in Japan, I mean, it's all it's consoles or nothing. Because if anyone remember 10 years ago, when Dark Souls 1 came out on PC, does anybody remember that came out when it was 720p and 30 frames per second on PC? Then it took a modder, an American modder, mm-hmm. to turn it from 720p to 1080 and double the frame rate and Bandai Namco didn't even bother to pay the dude for essentially doing that work for him. You know how embarrassing that is? Yeah. For a person to do this on their spare time to fix a game that he really shouldn't have to where your team should be doing it. This is the reason why um, lots of PC studios they don't they don't actually port the game. They sub they contract mm-hmm. to another company, like QLock. QLock is a known and a very good reputable porter for PC titles. If it's not nat- if it's not natively developed for it, because mm-hmm. they because they do some stuff with um Capcom games too. No surprise. So, and that's that's my theory. That's what another theory is. They just don't know how to do it. If they know how to do it with one game, that's fine. But when you're dealing with older titles like this, it's just easy to just straight up port it and just just get in there and actually work on it. And I think it's sad. It's and need I remind everybody? Does anybody remember Near Automata when that came in on PC? Anybody? That, mm-hmm. that played, uh, yeah, I waited to get that. <laughs> and the game came out busted on PC. 
had nothing to do with your hardware. The game was busted. It was choppy. It didn't even mm. run at a full frame rate. It it ran like sub HD. The visuals weren't that great. When people were talking to the developer, hey, is there any fixes for this? Crickets. Crickets. So now, recently, the game just came out on PC Game Pass. The PC Game Pass version runs much in leagues better than the Steam version. And it's, it's, it's ironic because people... Is. Because people have been waiting to play play this right on um, mm-hmm. PC. And now a couple of years later, you get ignored. And now all of a sudden, this comes out on Game Pass. And it is superior in a Steam version. Right. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pissed too. Like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pay you money that y'all waited years to do. Like, my interest is gone. I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do something now. But I don't blame him for moving on. I know I did. <laughs> that game is pretty cool, though. It, 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 that's the, and that's the thing. The game is so good, though. It is a good game. But when you screw over your customers like that, don't expect right. them to come back. Absolutely. Like, no matter how good the game is, people mm-hmm. will remember that. People. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. I mean, that is always the weirdest part of video games where the fact that you can have like an incredible game or even the game that's been released somewhere that works well. It's like you don't get like a Blu-ray copy of a DVD movie and all of a sudden it like looks worse or like <laughs> it's like missing actors <laughs> or point. something like that. That's a really it, it's, point. Yeah. it's a really weird crapshoot when it comes to this kind of stuff. It, it, really is. Is. it just seems weird because like a bad PC port is the... They've learned at this point, like a good Steam release can make so much more money than mm-hmm. anything. I mean, to me, that seems like they don't have faith to make more Ninja Gaiden. Like they they decided to make this thing, and they're like, "Well, we'll get, we'll see if we can get out of it and just mm-hmm. move on." It's weird. It, it is weird. weird. That is weird. They print money with a good PC version of a game. <laughs> well, those are my main topics. All right, Sam, you are up, my friend. All right, so my first um, news topic is that EA got hacked, which Mm. hacking seems to be happening a lot. I heard that McDonald's got hacked today um, over in Asia, so it's it's everywhere now. Um, so, So, yeah, so EA got hacked. And as of right now, they're saying that no player data was That's not at risk right now. So the hackers stole um, game sources and tools. And it's it's bad. It messes with the integrity of online games, which is one of the main things. Because they can get a lot of info from these source codes and stuff. So I don't know what, you know, I don't know what EA is doing. They are saying, like I said, no player data was acquired. But in the future, it can put your, you know, your data at risk. Right. With all these hackers and stuff. So. And all those things are going to be pirated so much easier now. Moving so forward. much easier. Did you see so, how the hack happened? No. Yes. Oh, you that, That's the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. Please, please tell us of the cookie scandal. <laughs> yeah. The cookie scandal. 
Um, yeah, go ahead. You can talk about it if you want. Well, that's okay. I'm, so, um, hackers little... bought, they bought a $10. So you can, um, we, we live in a, the internet's very scary. So what hackers did is that you can actually purchase cookies. So someone's browsing cookie. They're browsing cookie. Yeah. So they bought a tent. They, they spent $10 to do this, this job. Uh, they figured out, they, they purchased a cookie that was associated with an employee of EA and then used that cookie to do the recovery feature for a uh, an EA employee account like you know because yeah. people are working from home with uh, the coronavirus the pandemic and it, they managed the cookie got them through to tech support and tech support set them up with two factor identification to let them in right so basically wow. it was super easy <laughs> <laughs> cuz i currently work from home and i you know have to go through like I have my computer and then I have to log in to this and then I have to log into that. So there's a lot of security. And when I think about it, I'm like, you know what? I could kind of see this happening with my job, just how easy it was for them. So it's, it's wild out there with these hackers and stuff. It's um, gone. <laughs> but it is good that the player data like you know they didn't get any of that because that's always something you know that we worry about because we don't want you know credit card on file whatever yeah. you don't want them to get that but at the same time you don't want the integrity of these games to be messed with because these hackers can get you know all the information about games um you know it's just it sucks it really sucks and FIFA has so many microtransactions related to it. I can they, yeah. So I was I was surprised that they didn't get any player down. So got lucky this time. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it was it was a dev account they gained access to. So potentially, yeah. The yeah. account only had access to the the programming exactly. files, and not the programming the... files, the source codes. Hooray so <laughs> for bureaucracy it's... on that one. <laughs> yes. It's also interesting to me, um, you know, these hackers, the dark web, you know, how they go about getting things like this. It's just, it's wild. So um, that was my first news. My second is a little bit of nostalgia. Um, so I'm a big Simpsons fan, the show. You know, started watching it as a kid. Um, the Simpsons game um, that came out in the 2000s. I had on the Xbox. When I bought that game, I played it straight through. I took a couple breaks, but it was one game that I just, and it's silly because, you know, it's a sentence, but I played it straight through. Um, anyway, so they're releasing um, the Simpsons arcade game, re releasing. So it, it was released in 1991. Um, you know, you're Typical arcade game that takes quarters. I can um, no less. <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna re-release this. It's gonna be a machine. Uh, actually, I looked at pictures of it. It's not as big as your typical arcade game machine, but it's pretty big. So with this though, it's gonna be the original game from 1991, which is 30 years old. So they're releasing it for its 30th anniversary, which is wild to me. Um, no quarters needed for this game. Hmm. 
Yay. Maybe at your house. <laughs> I'm opening up a yeah. Simpsons machine. I'm charging quarters. Right. Mm -hmm. Homer would. Homer would. He would invite people over and he would charge you. Um, so yeah, so they're gonna have two games actually. So the first game is gonna be the original arcade game. The second one they haven't announced yet. That's gonna be announced July 15th. Uh, no price as of now, but what I found, a similar arcade machine was released um, by GameStop, NBA Jam. If anybody is into the yes. yeah, <laughs> I I am a big fan of the basketball video games, and so that one sold for four hundred ninety nine dollars from GameStop. So it's gonna cost you know pretty penny. Um, but hey, nostalgia and like you can always charge people quarters <laughs> if you want to have them come over <laughs> and play. Mm, that's fair. But uh, yeah, I just it's such a cool looking machine. Uh, the game is it's fun. You can play as you know Homer, Marge, Bart, or Lisa. It's just fun for a Simpsons fan. Cool. I was played as Marge when I was a kid. She Did had that you? vacuum cleaner. She yes, had the vacuum. Yes. She had the long reach. Yes, exactly. She had the vacuum. Yes, thank you. I, it's, uh, just, I, it's just silly. It's fun. I think it's really awesome. I played as Bart and Lisa personally. <laughs> Poor. Nobody played as Homer. I, oh. I wanted to play as Homer, but he didn't have the reach. He was a he, he punched. He punched. Yeah. I played that. Uh, I had the biggest memory of that game playing that. It was at the the Grand Floridian at Disney World. In one oh, of the, wow. there was like an ice cream shop in the hotel, and they had the Simpsons machine there. And That's I was like, awesome. I need quarters. I am no longer in Disney World. I am in Springfield. Wow, <laughs> nice. It's just so amazing to me that you know, thirtieth anniversary. Like, That's oh, wild. I don't want to think it's that old. That's so nuts. I don't either. Well, and the show is even older, but you know, hey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, to add to that, um, Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant's Turtles Turtles in Time is also getting a release too. Oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah, same thing. So they're getting a release. Oh, that is going to be awesome. Same thing, same cost. I think it's still uh five hundred. Five hundred, yeah. So I have to wonder, like the licensing with all these, because we all Konami made these and developed this. Mm -hmm. But the problem, but I think the issue is, well, Simpsons is a Fox property, which is now a Disney property. Disney property, yeah. Mm. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, well, I think the way how they can get away with it, it's it used to be owned by um, Eastman, Eastman and Laird under mm -hmm. Mirage Studios. But then they, I think they sold everything to Paramount, aka Nickelodeon. So that's why you see Nickelodeon on the arcade cabinet instead of Konami on the arcade cabinet, which does make sense. Yeah. Because they actually own it outright now. Whether how the series is progressing, that's another question. Mm -hmm. But I have, I do have to wonder, like, how did y'all get the rights for some of these, like, for NBA, for NBA Jam? NBA Jam, yeah. Well, it used to be under Acclaim slash Midway, 
Acclaim has been dead for like a decade now. Midway no longer exists because Midway is now NetherRealm Studios, so to say, which mm-hmm. is under Warner Brothers, which is now Warner Brothers Discovery. <laughs> You see yeah. how all these IPs are yeah. all over the place? They so, are all over the place. So, so now just... that you say that, Disney owns Simpsons. They also mm-hmm. own Marvel. What if the yeah. second game is that X-Men Welcome to Die game? Oh. Oh wait. I'd buy that if it was if it was Simpsons versus and that on one on one of those. I'd I'd, I'd set aside totally some money. As a matter of fact. Oh, well, guess what? Your prayers have been answered. <laughs> it's coming. What? It's coming. Wait, they're putting in an X-Men arcade machine? Yes. Now, Whoa. the thing is, it's not a six, it's not a six player, it's four. I can live with that. <laughs> but... That's okay. Yeah. This comes with Captain America and the Avengers and the Avengers with it as well. Oh, cool. So, so that's, that's a that's a great that's the one where Captain America says, I can't move. Yes. So let's see, because man, these they are really trying to take your they're really trying to take take our money. This is crazy. So wait, if you only have four controllers. Who are we leaving off? Dazzler and probably Ooh, maybe Cyclops. Um, well actually, as I'm looking at the four, um you, you can just pick whomever, I think, because I know you're only because with depending on what character that you're using, you have to pick whatever. Yeah, I just mean like that... normally if everyone was playing, so you only have four people, so that means you actually have a choice. Right. Like it used to be like, oh, there are five people. I guess I'm Dazzler. Now no one has mm-hmm. to be Dazzler. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the NBA Jam one as well. And you have the X-Men versus Street Fighter. You have the Marvel Superheroes one. X-Men with X player four player. It'd be much better with six, but you know, we take what we get. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Oh, there's one for Outrun, and it's a seated one. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, dude! Wow, episode yeah. two, we are all gonna be broke. <laughs> <laughs> Arcade one up. Uh, I'm this, almost, yeah. this is the most dangerous thing to look into. This is it dangerous, is, man. Because you could make your own arcade. Just oh man. Street I just want a nice. <laughs> I just want oh, a cabinet. That's all I want. Space Ace. That's a terrible idea, but that'd be cool to have for a day. It would be. I'm surprised they don't combine all the Dragon Layers and Space Ace into one. That would be that'd be a decent thing to do. Big <laughs> Buck Hunter Pro. Okay. Oh my god, that game's a quarter muncher and a half. Oh my Rampage. god. They've Rampage. Man, I'm I'm a little kid looking at all this. I love this is cool. I didn't, I didn't think arcade machines, man. Brings think, me back. I'm yeah, like, I need them all. I think it's awesome that um you can bring the experience home with you. Yes. Something I never thought would ever happen. Never. Mm-mm. I I couldn't believe it. 
I'm staring at the corners. I'm like, maybe what part of my house can I put this in? <laughs> what to do? Yeah. So, get rid of that thing. That's all my news I have. Oh man! Well, I have I have uh, two weird things I kind of want to talk about. Number one, go for it. Uh, this this thing I love this news. So Microsoft is going big on. Ga- I guess I yet again marking out for Game Pass. But one of the things that was revealed in their big announcement is that they intend for Game Pass to be built into smart TVs moving forward. And if you have an Xbox controller or I guess a Bluetooth controller, you can just load up Game Pass and play on the cloud through any smart television. What? I was so excited to hear this. It's this is, wow. It's gonna that's, be great. That's awesome. That's like it makes me think of like when you'd go to a hotel and they'd have yeah. like a Super Nintendo controller sticking out the side. Yeah, yes. I remember that. It's gonna be great for people that don't have access to a console. I mean, that's you that's know, and it's great. Huge. Yes. Um. Yeah, and Game Pass still continues to be awesome. <laughs> it, it um, is. But yeah, just imagine just buying a TV because it's like I keep looking at that Xbox One, being like, ah, one of these days. But who knows? Maybe I'll just need to get a. I'll just download the app. Exactly. This is, That's all you really need. <laughs> yeah, just get your controller, your app, and and in all honesty, game. I guess like we can kind of spin this into the 13th. So on the 13th, uh, Microsoft and Bethesda are having their news day. Um, I'm just curious because the thing I'm seeing is that Microsoft has possibly acquired three more studios. Oh, one of those being IO interactive that makes Hitman. Really? So it's funny. We had mentioned, we had mentioned Squaresoft earlier, a company that is historic for, treating its partners poorly it'd be kind of funny if uh hit the hitman franchise ended up is that another thing if you look at it it's like uh look at psychonauts and a couple of the other properties like microsoft is fine with microsoft studio games coming out on everything right that's good i'm glad so i want to see who phil spencer went on bought i want to i want to see that that's the thing i'm most looking forward to yeah. <laughs> on the 13th right. is i mean Ooh. uh and honestly, I don't know how everyone else feels, but Bethesda, like I was high on them for a while, but a lot of the stuff, like I didn't, I didn't like Doom Eternal as much as Doom. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like Doom's gone in a direction where they learned all the wrong lessons. There's so much talking in Doom now. And I fell off a of fallout, fell off of fallout a while ago too. So I don't know what to be really yeah. excited other than studio acquisitions. Right. <laughs> I'm a man in a suit. Right. Uh, and this is, I guess, uh, a weird part of video game culture. Uh, I, I like reading, or I guess being read too. <laughs> I like getting uh, video game audiobooks. And Never heard of those. So there's a lot of books being written about video games. And uh, the first one, and this is pretty recent. It just came out uh, shortly after we recorded our first episode. It's called Press Reset. It's written by Jason Schreier who is currently at Bloomberg. He has history everywhere. He was at Kotaku for many, mm-hmm. many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's his follow-up book to, and this is a book that I ended up re-listening to after Press Reset called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Um, uh-huh. Everyone should should listen to or read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. It is uh, fantastic. You can actually hear the story of the creation of uh, Stardew Valley in that. One of the uh-huh. chapters is about that. 
Ooh. But uh, the press reset is the more, it, it's very interesting, but it's also a bummer follow-up to Blood, Sweat, and Pixels because that book is about the story of games being made. So it's like, this is the story of Shovel Knight. It's the story of Pillars of Eternity. It's this, the story of all these, like the games coming together. What he noticed across the board is that the people who make games are treated very poorly. So this follows the somewhat disastrous and, and, and difficult careers of people that work in the game industry. Uh, through press reset it's uh it was hard to put down but at a certain point just the i guess the jerk in me was like i'd really like to find out more about the games he's talking about mm -hmm. um but the people stories are very neat um if you have ever been interested in the uh in seeing how the sausage gets made and mm -hmm. the fact that people get fired all the time and move studio to studio press reset <laughs> yeah, great book sounds great. Mm -hmm. uh the other book i listened to which uh Boy, uh, less harder to recommend to other people, but I just found this so gosh darn interesting. It's called The Empires of Eve, and it is a book that retells the history of the in not not the history of the game, but the in-game history of what happened during I believe the first ten years of um, Eve Online. Oh. So, so this is something I always feel like there was um, Eve Online, the the spacefaring MMO from Iceland. Uh, if anybody listened to the Giant Bombcast back in the day, they would always do a joking thing where they would check in. I feel like it, eventually something happens in Eve, and it's always covered in the main press every now and then because of how nuts Ooh. that game is. Uh, this is a, and it doesn't pretend, it doesn't try to jump dramatize it. Um, mm -hmm. But a guy spent years interviewing players and getting the story. So uh, it is, I still don't really have a good idea of what Eve, I think I understand it worse now, but the idea mm -hmm. of it's an MMO, MMO where there really are no rules outside of the areas that are run by the, the company that puts out the game. Okay. So there are these completely created player empires and, Eve is this game that is so internationally played that some of the empires, like, like there's a Russian empire that only had Russian players, and you can hear how these things built and these things that you only kind of heard about. Um, where it's like I think we've all heard of maybe Band of Brothers or the Goon Squad or mm -hmm. other things like that. It is a a it's almost like a Ken Burns documentary of an imaginary world, and I couldn't put it down. Sounds really interesting. Um, but it's also video gamers. So it's like, you know, uh, it, it's like if, if you're watching a Civil War documentary, but instead of like general names, it's like, and shit bucket said, we have to rule them. <laughs> so it's like, it's all gamer names, but it's like people took that game so seriously. And it's, it's, um, uh, I have Audible. I, I have the, the Audible thing, so I get credits all the time. I don't know how much mm -hmm. anything ever costs audiobook-wise, but I, I, it is worth a credit if you just want to hear how insane that world is. The uh, uh, the print, the uh, the print version, the follow-up, uh, and the reason I discovered this is that I saw a review for the second volume mm -hmm. uh, just came out. So if you want to actually read-read, uh, two volumes of this are out, and I think that... Uh, Real world wise, it's interesting because uh, 
a well-known Eve player who went by the name Vile Rat was actually one of the people that was killed in Benghazi. So, oh, no. oh what? So that's yeah, weird thing where uh, real life and video games kind of crossed over. Um, oh. He was a very well-known oh, wow. Eve player, and he shows up in the book, and it's because he was a real-life diplomat. He was able to uh, create an alliance between uh, different countries, like people that didn't speak the same language, that worked in different time zones to kind of help create this big alliance. The, the book is crazy. The 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 game it's based on is not... It's, it's fascinating. Sounds like it. I'm going to pick that up for sure. There, there's a lot of great um there's a lot of great audiobooks about video games i That's i uh awesome. the another i guess if, if i'm just giving recommendations let me just load up my audible app real quick there's a great one about um sega of america so not like sega sega but sega of america which is um mm-hmm. a really i think is that console war maybe but yeah the sega oh, of america oh yes i know what you're talking about console wars between um I'll yeah yeah i do actually have that i'm halfway done with that book actually. it's about tom selensky the yes. uh the yeah marketing the marketing of america yeah now he went to war with sega japan and now they mm. didn't see eye to eye now they going and they were just fighting with nintendo to find to get that market oh, share and, this and also some, yeah it, there's did you get to the part where they had the original design of sonic and they had to try and be like, no, this cannot be your character. Yes. Where he had fangs and a and a girlfriend named Madonna. Oh, yep. no way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, please sick. don't do this. That's hilarious. Uh, that and, uh, of course, Master... I mean, all this started because I... Um, Masters of Doom is the one that everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. And I got mm-hmm. sucked into Masters of Doom... Is that's that's a crazy uh, book about the creation of uh, the game Doom, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, well, what, what? I bet someone has has bound to have written another good one of these. And uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels is great if you're if you're curious about how um, how several video games got made. Mm-hmm. Um, whoops, <laughs> I was opening the audiobook. I was trying to look at the chapter list. Uh, that covers uh, Pillars of Eternity, Uncharted Four, Stardew Valley, Diablo Three, which is an amazing chapter because that's like the disastrous launch and how they recovered Halo Wars, Dragon Age Inquisition, Shovel Knight, Destiny, Witcher 3, and Star Wars 1313. Wow. Oh. So you, you can hear about how that game almost happened. Awesome. It's a great book. It is a, it is a phenomenal book, but yeah, books. <laughs> That's books what I brought great. to the table. <laughs> books about video games, even better. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's, that's a, uh, that's something that I would, I would suggest if anyone's trying to get, if, if anyone wants to have the weirdest experience of their life, read that Eve book. It's, it's insane. Sounds like hmm. it. All right. <laughs> I'll do that. Awesome. Well, that's, that's what those the stories and games I have for the week. Does anybody awesome. have any kind of final thoughts, final things? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was telling Sam about this earlier. So, um, Pat, you may already know about this. Um, you like Castlevania, right? Yeah. Good. So you know that um did you know uh, it was announced today that Castlevania is going to continue on Netflix now. Oh, are they what what are they doing? What are they do they I'm excited. Um <laughs> okay. 
is going to be with Richter Belmont. Oh, cool. We're going to the next generation. Yeah. And this time, this will take place during the French Revolution. Are we getting close to what is a man? Is it going to finally happen? It, it might. We don't know. And that's, they said it, this next iteration is currently um, in the works. But they said, yeah, it, it's happening. So I thought, oh, so that's the next step. So that's the Netflix thing. I saw that, um, I guess, yeah, to bring up an extra topic. Uh, Wayne Brady is the voice of the dice guy in Cuphead. Did you see that? I did. <laughs> I did. Have you seen the clip yet? I, 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 I couldn't identify that as Wayne Brady. He's doing a great, uh, I'm worried about Mr. Phone is what I'll say. I ain't worried, but look. Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady is very, very underrated. This man can sing, and he is—he has—he's got a really good voice. Mm-hmm. I did see the clip of Cuphead today, and I literally was excited, like like a kid ready for Christmas. Like they got the animate, like the animation mirrors not only the game, but also like the old Max. Fleischman cartoons of like the 1920s, 1930s. It is colorized, yes, but it is so good. Your job, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to go ahead and watch that clip on Twitter if you can, because it looks that damn good. Yeah. And if if it looks that good for 40 seconds already, just imagine how the rest of the series is going to be. I'm. I think Keeley was saying that. I think I saw it on Keeley's Twitter. He was like, "Guys, this is gonna be awesome, guys, guys." <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. I can't. I cannot wait. The the, uh, the League of Legends anime looks pretty good. I, I guess it's not an anime, but the, that show looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jinx's backstory. Jinx and uh, it's about Jinx and Vi, and that's a man. If you're gonna pick two characters in that game, those are the ones. Ooh. Oh. And Splinter Cell is getting a Netflix anime adaptation of all ah, things. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Is but, um shoot, what's that actor's name? Is he is he still alive? The guy that used to voice Sam Fisher? Um uh, Michael Ironside? Yeah, is he still alive? Well let's see. So we all furiously Google <laughs> is Michael Ironside still alive? Oh yeah, he's still around. Hey, oh. there we go. Se- Seventy one years young and Canadian. Ontario, I didn't know that. Oh wow. Frederick Reginald Ironside. Wow. They should uh they should put him I don't know, they'll have someone else. It, it's it's an anime, it'll be like one of the five anime actors that's in this. Probably. <laughs> Johnny Young Bosch as Sam Fisher. Hey man, he's he's got a good voice. It wouldn't help. I mean, I can see that. <laughs> Here, here's David Hader. Do it. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. Now you're getting. Now you're getting crazy. I know that's a that's a little chaotic thought right there. But break the internet. Right. As a matter of fact, I'll do you a favor. I already posted it to our Discord. Awesome. And now you, and now you can go ahead and look. Oh man, I'm going to enjoy some stuff. Wayne Brady. <laughs> But man, uh, I think there was one more thing I can't necessarily. Oh, wait. Now, E3 officially starts 
this actually starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what I would recommend everybody do, check out the E3 schedule, see what the press conferences are, and Capcom's mm-hmm. press conferences is on Monday. Ooh. And they will be announcing some Resident Evil 8 news. I don't know if this will be DLC. I don't know if they're going to do any new games like the rumored Onimusha. I I want Onimusha so bad. Well, there was a trademark for it. And actually, when they actually got their internal breach, Dragon's Dogma got leaked. What was was going to be in development. Street Fighter 6 was going to be in development. Um, and Onimusha is not like Onimusha 5. It's just a straight up Onimusha. I don't know if it's a remake or reboot. Who knows? But What if they brought back Jen Renault? <laughs> or Jean Renault? Oh, God, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, that's he is also in his 70s. I'm just way into 70s, old 70s men. <laughs> well, Bring back Leon the Professional, star of Shemnu 3. Well, it would be nice if they can just release 2 through 4 as a remaster. They already did it with 1. How are you going to do 1 and not and leave the other 3 untouched? And include the uh, Smash Brothers knockoff in there too for good measure. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Other than that, I think that's my final thoughts. Aside from you, Pat, that you need to finish that part in Resident Evil 8. Look, I got through it. It was very disturbing. No amount of lights is going to save you for what you're going to see. (laughs) And no nightlight is going to keep you up from what you're going to see. All right, I'm going to do it first thing in the morning. Brew a pot of coffee, and I'm going to beat that weird house. Yeah, like, I will say the really creepy part, it doesn't last long. But sometimes it don't take long either. (laughs) (laughs) If you need eye bleach for after Cat Quest. There we go. I'm telling you. Adorable, yet little savage kitties. So Savagery. Oh, that's too fun. Well, thank you, guys. This was fun. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Alrighty. So wraps up the second episode of the Trifacta podcast.